This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top tier lineup. With Leap Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, covering all things Ipswich Town since 2015. My name is Mikey Pensy-Smith, and on this weekend of managerial sackings, I'm joined by two men who have a job for life on this podcast. It's Joe Fair and David Diamond. How are you both? Yep, good. Thanks, Mikey. Yeah, well, good. Thanks. Thanks, Mikey. Yeah, good. It's been a weird, weird couple of days of football in general, hasn't it? With, with Parker obviously going at Norwich. Neil Warnock's finished now, and yeah. Dean Smith as well, the latest one. Smith went earlier today. Yeah, so that's sort of the build-up to the international break, isn't it? Always, yeah. the November international break is always a bit of a manager's graveyard because there's a chance now to get people in and give them a two-week go with the squad, isn't it? And probably, probably Klopp later this evening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would be news, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, unlikely. Yeah. Oh and uh, who who do you expect that lot up the road to go for now? What sort of appointment are they going to make? Do you think? Don't know. They talk of Lampard. Is Lampard the favourite? Is he? Did I see? I, I saw something all, with Lampard. He's but... always floating around. There's some. There's some. A couple of foreign managers. I hadn't. I must admit. I don't think I've come across before. Um, Steve Bruce. Someone threw in there. <laughs> I can't see that. Can't quite yeah. see that. Um, yeah, I don't know. An, an interesting one. Um, I spoke to a, I think I said on our WhatsApp earlier, I spoke to a Norwich season ticket holder on Wednesday, on London Wednesday and I said, yeah, surely something's got to give. And he was, nah, nah, it just won't, won't yet. He said, to be fair, he said the fans are fairly 50-50, but they're sort of relatively happy with the, I think I called it the um, championship Premier League tango type thing that they do, you know. So, yeah, yeah a little bit of a surprise particularly coming on on the back of her um on the back of their obviously best result of the season but obviously it's it's been in the it was obviously in the pipeline for the past weeks probably yeah i think that's that's enough about that lot we'll we'll (laughs) move into our news 
And uh, we kick off this week's news on the flagship, as we often do with news from the Ipswich women's team. And unfortunately, it's their first defeat of the season, albeit it was in the cup. Thankfully, it was up, they were up against their... It was a really tough, tough cup draw for them. They were against Southampton, who are also also have a perfect record in the league this season. Our very own Rich Woodward was there again. He, his match report is available on those the days if you want to find out about that. But according to Rich, it was a quality goal to win it. Town had some chances, but just lacked a little bit of quality in the final third. And it was the biggest crowd of the season, though. This, this is a huge crowd. This is bigger than what Felix, though, got on Saturday. 619, which is... Really, I thought it was a big really crowd when I went. I think it was 500 when I went. It's another yeah, it was sort of 20% on top it of that, was, isn't it? It was busy so. that day, wasn't it, Joe? We were both there the other week and it was it was busy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a shame how that league is structured because I know Ipswich, are, the, town, the, the, the girls are what? I think they're nine points ahead, but Southampton have got three games in hand and clearly they're a bit of a steam, like Ipswich, a steamrolling everybody. I mean, they've, they've got... I think they've even got more a superior goal difference than than we have having played three games more. I think or round about. Yeah. The sad thing about that is the bizarre situation is only one is only one is promoted, the other one doesn't. They're not even promoted. Only one of them goes into the playoff. One goes into the playoff game with the with the northern team. That's right. And the team that finishes second is is nowhere. So it's <laughs> yeah. But better to have the points uh, points obviously in the bag. But according to Rich, yeah, Southampton looked. Pretty good as we, as would have been expected. I don't know what sort of team Ipswich put out. No, no doubt, I haven't read Rich's report in any great depth, but it yeah. looked it looked it looked to me like they were pretty much full strength. Yeah, it's just whether um, he was showing his hand. Manager Joe Sheehan was showing his hand totally ahead of the yeah. league games. Yeah, 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 indeed. Because I think the f- the first one of that is is coming up fairly fairly soon. Apparently, Cole Skews was in attendance, and his his daughter was one of the. The flag bearers before kickoff, which is nice, is still very much. I mean, it, it's an odd one as, as it stands. As it stands, it looks even at this stage because of their dominance, it looks like it possibly could go to the wire. I mean, it's all going to depend on that. It looks like it's going to depend on those on those two games, and mm. I believe the Southampton home game is could be the last game of the season or really late, isn't it, Joe? I think it's April. I think yeah. it was supposed Not to be the last game. game of the season, but it's now the penultimate game of the season. Okay, so hopefully we can well. Not lose when we play Southampton away, and then have it all riding. Yeah, on that game. yeah, yeah. Nice. Crikey, what what sort of gate will they get for that? For goodness' sake, if they if it's all on that game, goodness me, might get might get four figures down there. Yeah, that'd be great. Staying with cup football, and on Friday we learned who the under 18s would face next in the FA Youth Cup, Joe, and it's a nice local one for me, isn't it? Yeah, all the shots. So Surrey, it's, like I say, it's a decent draw for the for the youngsters. It means that. They should really get through, like I say, a Category 2 academy of a sort of League 1 club. It's, it's Like I say, it's effectively a Championship academy against a non-league side. So we'd be heavy, heavy favourites to win that game. Like I say we won sort of the week before last against Wilmslow United or Winslow United, I think it was. And that was sort of without getting out of sort of first gear. And there were a number of players missing just... I don't. I, you, you never know whether players are injured or just missing, but there were sort of four or five players that you'd expect to start, especially forwards that just weren't involved at all. So, like I say, hopefully you can just get through that one and get a decent home draw in the third round of the cup and sort of go some way to emulating what the what they did last year. How how many sort of left from last year, Joe? Still in that team? 
There's still a squad. few. It's probably about half and half, really. So you've okay. got sort of Albie Armin and Cam Humphreys, who are oh, the two yeah, yeah, that have sort of pushed into the first it. team this year. I think the keeper was... They're the still, that, are, they, are they still eligible or not? They're yeah, still, they're still oh, under wow. 18. Okay. So yeah. still got the sort of top two players and then the sort of the striker, Buabo and Nico Valentine, the two guys that started the Youth Cup semi-final were... They're still first years. They were schoolboys last year as well. Wow. So this, the, I think the the first year scholars is is a year group the academy have been very excited about for a long time. I think they're I think they've been there since almost like the whole team has been there since they're eight or nine years old. The sort of right. like eight or nine of the players have come through the whole the whole way together. So that's one they've been excited about for a long time. And when you look back sort of last year, the year before, their results against the big academies have always been good. So hopefully we'll do think, all right this would, year. Would these be any would these be any of the players that scored that ridiculous goal that sort of of what was that? But it's probably it's probably no, not I, I reckon, I'm thinking it was a couple sort of years ago, but it's probably it, it was probably five years ago now, wasn't it? I'm yeah, because I think I was that was that only... Harry Clark, wasn't it, that scored that goal who subsequently went to Arsenal and oh, he's, right. that was, he's been that on loan at Oldham four, last season. So he's probably about probably. twenty now. No. Wow, just mad, isn't it? You know, time. Yeah, because that's four was that fourteen's goal. Something yeah, like 14s that. Fourteen or fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Time moves on, doesn't it, Dave? Yep. Um Burst and Selena wrestled back his place in the Ipswich team recently, didn't he? When it looked like Connor Chaplin had nailed down that number 10 role. But looking ahead to the Oxford game next week, and Burstant Selina, as we expected, isn't going to be available. He's been called up to play for Kosovo again. On the one hand, there's a player that's really hitting his stride. But on the other, there's another one who's missed out recently. So Connor Chaplin, we imagine, will come straight back in for Oxford, don't we, Dave? Yeah, I feel natural. I say like for like replacement, not quite, because obviously Selena is much more of a, you know, not so flair player, but dribbler likes to get on the mm. ball and run with it and dribble. Where I think Chaplin's perhaps a more clever sort of touch player, could we say? So yeah, it'd be a, yeah a, a, a far a far a more than able replacement. And Chaplin's been in great form. You know, a little bit, I think, a little bit unlucky to miss out. Um, to miss out uh, at Wickham, which I think was due to, was it back injury or something like that? He had some sort of, I think he was, he had some sort of nigger or something spasms, like that. Isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, something like that. So, um, yeah, a, a ready-made. You look, you'll never replace Selena at that, you know, with his flair at that level. But yeah, for, for us, yeah, a great, a great replacement to come in. And um, well, he's been scoring goals. He's been assisting. He's just had a really good start to, to his Ipswich career, hasn't he? It's interesting to see how it plays out with Selena, though, because he obviously, Chaplin came into the team when he was last on international duty. Mm. It's taken the whole break. Selena comes in for one league game <laughs> and then he's back off on international duty again. So is Chaplin going to come in and keep his place in the team? Like, I, I don't think anyone would bet against that. So are I mean, we going to need starting to try and find a way to get Selena and Chaplin into the same team? You'd think if he does, Joe, that would probably mean we have a fairly positive result against Oxford. So let's hope, let's hope that is the case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we won't be too disappointed to see Selena on the bench for the Sunderland game in, no, in that respect. Yeah. Absolutely not, no. Although there is, of course, a game in between those two, but we'll we'll get to that. Um, our main man, Macaulay Bomb, will be available, though, Joe, after pulling out of the Zimbabwe squad. Again, that, that wasn't a shock, but looking at the detail, there is a little bit of a, a, a ripple there. He's pulled out on medical grounds, and it looks like his Zimbabwe international future 
sort of been put on ice. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? The sort of either the manager or the head of the Zimbabwe Football Federation sort of was quoting a letter sent to him by Stuart Hayton, who's a club secretary at Ipswich, talking about how he's sort of medical exemption for playing in extreme sort of heat and temperatures and along those lines. So it sounds as though he's probably not going to be selected for the foreseeable future, sort of indefinitely really at the moment until something changes. I, it, does he have much interest in playing for Zimbabwe at the moment? Probably not. But if we were to be in a championship with international breaks, would he want to play? So I know he, the sort of guy was talking about how he'd made a lot of effort to get his sort of Zimbabwe nationality, to get his passport sorted. And he's obviously tried hard to get there and has played a few times for them. But I, I don't think, I think he just is so keen to stay at Ipswich and to help Ipswich get back into the championship, which he's desperate to do that. That's taken priority over the international side at the moment. I think Zimbabwe are in the Cup of Nations as well in, in January. So I presume he won't be going away then at all he won't be selected but these these qualifiers are dead rubbers at the moment they are they can't qualify for the world cup so these two games are effectively dead rubbers so i can see why he's not interesting going to those but once you make excuses too many times i think they've stopped calling you up don't they effectively indeed from a selfish standpoint this this is good news for us really isn't it dave yeah i think so yeah i mean a lot of travel there i think they were playing south africa in it's Ethiopia, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of travel there back in the, you know, back and forth. So, yep, good news, uh, good news for us, that's for sure. Indeed. Let's move into the the match action. And it was Basket Case Oldham who were the visitors at Portman Road on Saturday. They're in all sorts of problems, aren't they? It looked like their fans were protesting against the owners in in the away end but the big shock joe leading into this game was the the team news we've been shocked by team news a lot over the last few years since we've been doing this podcast but it's probably up there with one of the biggest ever shocks i, I think in terms of the team selection yeah no i, I was Can't i was believe. obviously in the ground quite early and i was speaking to a couple of people there and i was like what's the team and they're like we think it's going to be strong we're hearing it's strong but I don't think anyone quite expected it to be as strong as it was, which was effectively the same team from the Wickham game. The only change to the starting eleven was Cameron Burgess coming in for Hayden Coulson, but Burgess had come on after 20 minutes or so against Wickham. So it was the the team that effectively beat Wickham 4-1 on Tuesday, and he's elected to give those guys another chance to cement their position as the strongest team. And I think everyone, every Ipswich fan would agree that from what was available, that is our strongest team at the moment. And... I say we we went for it there. I personally, I, I was surprised. I I thought we'd have seen Joe Piggott get some get some minutes up front. Maybe yeah. Raheem Harper get a start. Luke Wolfenden maybe get a game because he's sort of a long way out of it at the moment. But yeah, he wasn't even in the on the bench with nine subs. Luke Wolfenden. So it was a it was one where yeah we we went full strength and obviously just sauntered through. Got an early goal. Kicked on and now looking forward to the second round draw. <laughs> what's the yeah? What's the opposite of a spoiler, Dave? I know. See, the big caveat is, is spoiler alert: this hasn't worked out for us. But was a part of you quite quite happy to see a really strong lineup in the cup for once? Yeah. Um, yes. But given a bit of both, I mean, isn't it? I mean, it is. It's a two-way thing. You know, all all it would have taken was a 
oh, hopefully not, but an injury to ultra key players, say Bon or Morsey or something like that. And you, you, as 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 Cook said, I think again, spoiler afterwards, um, you know, uh, you can't, you, you just can't win. You just can't win. You know, can't win either way. I mean, it's got to be the strongest side Ipswich have put out in a in a in an FA Cup tie since I don't know. 90s. <laughs> I just don't. It's well, maybe Southampton at home it? in the replay we did him. Oh, yeah, the gold, good point. The gold yeah, yeah, no, got yeah, injured, and then we didn't really yeah, see him but again. But there you go. Really. There you go. Yes, we but did. Even even yeah. Mings was left on the bench that day. There was there was one player left out that day. So. But it, yeah, totally, totally shocked me because uh, a mate, um, a mate in the office who doesn't usually go. I said, "Hey, I've got a ticket. I'm coming, my boy." I said, "Oh, we should still have a strong side out." And he said, "Who do you think will play?" And I said, "Oh, lad, he'll play. Wolfen will definitely be in." And you know, you just pig it. You know. You're just running through the team. I said, yeah, that would be a much stronger side than, than we usually put out in any cup side. But <laughs> when I, I was shocked when I saw the uh, rear. They're like everyone else, fairly taken aback when he, see the, uh, when he saw the side. And totally agree with Joe. Probably was the strongest 11 we could put out. Mm. And ch- shout out to Ben and uh, Seb who did the, the preview show. I think Ben put it to Seb, who's he's usually pretty spot on with these sort of things. What, what do you think the lineup will be? And I, I think I, you could... <laughs> Add the players that Seb got right on one finger. Um, <laughs> I think he, I think he predicted that Burgess was going to play. She maybe Kane, Vincent Young, um, but yeah, he did. Threw <laughs> yeah, us all, didn't it? Caught, caught us all out. Uh, Oldham, um, they've got Keith Curl in charge, and he, we know that he likes the three at the back. He went for three, four, one, two. Um, do I do I have to go through the Oldham lineup? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but we we fully expected a a, a comfortable Ipswich win, and Joe, it looked like we were heading for one after the first eight minutes, didn't it? Yeah, before that, um, Kyle Edwards had gotten away down the left, put a crossover with a Cooley Bond had had a free header. I think from a corner, he'd had another free header, which the keeper had saved. So we'd started really on top and started really quickly, and it was Bond again who was the centre of it, and it. It looked at first like he was taking a shot, a sort of a shot into the box, mm. sort of trying to bend it into the far corner. But Wes Burns is alert, flies in there, sort of just d- diverts the ball into the roof of the net, 1-0. And it looks like we're sort of well on our way. We'd started really quickly and sort of fully fully deserved that early goal and fully deserved to be 1-0 up. And it, it looked like a case of how many are we going to score today and sort of going to the next round. Yeah. A bit, mm. bit of a role reversal there, wasn't it, Dave, with... Bon supplying the ammunition for for Burns. Yeah, it was, it was good. brilliant. Run so, into the box, wasn't it? Selena wins it, doesn't he? I think, and and just rolls it, rolls it left to Bon, and um, yeah, he, he sort of cuts in, sort of one of those, as Joe said, a shot come cross. It just puts just in a good area, isn't it? With pace, it wasn't going to go in, and um, yeah, really good anticipation from um, from from Burns, just to you know slipping up round his marker and yeah, just touch it in. That's good, good finish. But we fail to build on that strong start. Oldham come close with a, a couple of headers. But to be fair, yeah. they, were, they were playing well for a team struggling yeah, I was, in the league. I, I was listening to it on Suffolk and um, Luke Himes said, he said, I just can't believe how, you know, how they're playing. You know, they're, they're not mm. playing like a side that's 22nd in, in League Two. You know, in some phases of play, they're really neat and tidy. And he said they were causing us problems. And I know Joe said it was there. Joe Joe basically said, well, perhaps that's a little bit of an overstatement. They've had one or two balls in the box, but but that was about it. But yeah, the goal was not Toto's finest moment, was it? And and it's you see, it's not just not just Enciala. We've said it before. You know, it's a long ball point from the fullback into just down the sort of like inside 
left channel, wasn't it? And again, centre halves, all no matter who you are, always vulnerable when the ball drops. I watched the West Ham Liverpool game today, and well, not obviously not Van Dyke, but Matip, you know, let the ball bounce a couple of times, and Antonio, okay, put it in context, but same thing is on him, and you just you just mm. lose lose anything. You know, you've got to attack that ball, just get get something on it, head it out, whatever. Let's the ball bounce. Then he sort of, then I think what you don't want him to do with Seddy then sort of tries to be a bit clever and doesn't quite pull it off and the ball breaks to um to Keeler Dunn I think it's a great finish I've got to yeah, say because he uses yeah. uses Edmondson as the classic shield mm. and um just bends it past um you know bends it past Walton in the far yeah. um in the far right corner sort of Dean Holdsworth-esque if you think the Bolton the free yeah, kick very free very kick, similar yeah. goal very similar goal to that yeah, really, the, only, the only part of the goal where he could have could have scored really accomplished really accomplished finish yeah I don't think you blame Walton for that he's no. nothing nothing doing there but no, that's um, a nice strike yeah but again you know you can see which we which we have it you know well which we has been have it just before just before our time hmm. we just sort of we just sort of let them back in the game really it just seemed that they had the sort of couple of chance, couple of balls into the box headers, and we just didn't. We just didn't seem to have that sort of drive, just to sort of. It sounded sloppy, Joe. To even even Morsey, really even Morsey was like giving the ball and getting caught on the ball, and yeah, yeah, it just sounded. It's just a lot of times where you sort of had the ball in decent positions, and Selena and Edward, both of them, were sort of just trying to be a little bit too clever with it, and sort of step overs and trying to work it. It's like, come on, look, just. Just lace the ball at the goal, like it's it's opened up for you. Just just try and do something, sort of just to try and flick the switch a little bit, flick the momentum over. Do you think we just didn't show him enough respect as such? You know, we just thought, you know, one nil, eight minutes. Oh, it's easy walking. The yeah, I, I think I think if anything, the early goal yeah. harmed us more than it helped us because yeah. I think the sort of players went out there expecting to win, scored that early goal, and almost just sort of packed up from that point. They just didn't. Mm. They did. Like I say Cook, Cook said said it all after the game that there just wasn't the desire there wasn't the fight it wasn't right and it, it was that's it just was a sloppy performance of real I don't know lethargic really very very flat performance the crowd was quite oh, flat because no. it was a small yeah, small crowd didn't help, did it? Didn't quite a flat help. crowd flat performance and no, it just wasn't wasn't very good mm. just just on the go you've You've mentioned NCL is defending there. To me, his, his body language is somebody that's playing against a team from a lower level. I think in a League One game, he's he probably just, he's sprinting and he's and he's putting that one into the stand. Yeah. But because it because maybe it was well to me it looked like because he's playing against lower league opposition, he he's even his stride looks so casual. Yeah. And then I he thinks sure that he, the guy he, he, was up he can against. turn inside. Because it was at Hallam Hope he was up against. I know he came through the Everton Academy. I wondered whether they were sort of oh. teammates of that age. So what's the point? Quite Hope, 27. Possibly. I don't know. Toto might be a bit older. Mm-hmm. But they, I, I'm sure they knew each other from the Academy days because um, Hope was always one that was pushed on. Yeah, so he's a couple of years younger than him. But they'd have been at Everton together. So I know it just seemed... Uh, the whole team just didn't... I don't know. We just didn't seem to show enough respect to Oldham or... Mm-hmm. And we, we, I'd say we got what we deserved, really. Hmm. Cook did make a couple of changes at halftime. Obviously, you can make four substitutions in the FA Cup at, at this stage, at least. Five. The fullbacks were changed with. Yes. What five, did I say? Did I say four? Yeah, five changes. Uh, came Vincent Young and um, Burgess came off for Danassian and Penny. How did Vincent Young look, Joe, after playing nine? Fine. As, as fine as anyone else, really. Like I, said, I don't know. It almost felt because they both went off that it was almost like pre-planned substitutions in that. Yeah. 
they're sort of both off because they are probably the most leggy positions on the pitch where you get up and down. And also, we don't really have anyone that can fill in in those positions in other games. Mm. So it, it did feel like they were just because they, they they were not by any means the worst players or struggling or mm. having a bad half. It just felt a little bit pre-planned on those ones. Yeah. And it's, a, it's again, a slow start to the second half. Chaplin comes on for Edwards. Two minutes later, though, Oldham have a penalty. And yeah, what what's happened with that one there, Joe? It was at your end of the ground, wasn't it? No one really seemed to know. It's sort of a throw into the box that got flicked on and it just bounces. And then the Nassian's challenging one player, then Evans is challenging another. And then all of a sudden the ref gives a... It sort of ends up going over the bar and the ref gives a penalty and sort of everyone's looking confused. Donashian looks especially confused and then Donashian gets booked. So you, you presume the foul is against Donashian, but then at one point it looks like the ref is going to go over to speak to the linesman, but he then doesn't. And but like I say, I've had a look back at the highlights, but there's only the one angle of it and I don't really see anything Donashian does. Evans does have a does seem to have a it's full tug, hand of the shirt. It's an Evans shirt. There's a shirt tug, isn't it, from Evans? That's what, Evans that's what it looks gets, like. But then just gets he gets a bit of his shirt. Yeah, just, yeah, he but, just gets a bit of his shirt right in front of the ref, and yeah, they shout quite loud for it, and he gives but it. The, but the ref must have sort of given it against Danashian because he books him too quickly for it to be oh. for descent. It's just it must be against Danashian, but no, it's, it was sloppy. But it, it didn't it didn't look a penalty to anyone else. I don't think. Like I say I think everyone's very very surprised it was given, or even could work out what was happening there, but. It was, let's say it was given and they had a golden chance to win the tie there. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They did, Dave, but what a save. Yeah, I guess it's right. It's a brilliant save. Because I wouldn't say it's the worst penalty in the... I mean, He's right, the old added, nice height for a keeper, which, you know, that, that old one. But, I mean, he really gets across. I mean, he really gets across his... Uh, 
gets across his goal line really well. Obviously, he guesses right, and yeah, it's a very good save because you're right. It's not a. I've seen a lot worse struck penalties than that, and it wasn't that far away from the corner. But the key is he guesses right, and his whole six foot, whatever he is, five is the I don't know. You know, stretches his whole frame, and it's a really strong, strong arm, strong arm, strong hand, and um, yeah, great save. I mean, I think I think probably if you if you then look, well, it was interesting. I wonder if it was Evans because Evans then goes up to him, gives him a big hug. So I read into that what you will. I, I, I don't know, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a great save, and he's 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 looked really good, hasn't he? He has, yeah, yeah. Make it makes makes a big difference having yeah. a having a decent goalkeeper, doesn't it? This save actually, it seemed to reignite Ipswich a little bit, at least for a few minutes. Cha- Chaplin had a free kick um, from the from quite a tight angle, saved by the. Opposition keeper Luco and Harper came on for Burns and Evans for the last few minutes. We have one final chance. Luco puts a fantastic ball into the box. Mm. Ntiala sort of gets over the top of it. Doesn't really get good good contact. It looks like, I mean, it looked like he was maybe claiming a penalty, but nothing given in it by the sounds of it. Oldham well worth their replay, weren't they, Jay? Yeah, no, I'd say so. They. I say, especially after the start, a tough start for them. They went behind. We came out of the blocks quickly. We got ahead. We had a few chances and they just sort of grew into the game. And it was a pretty even game from there. I'd, I'd like to say, I think if either of us won it, I don't think it would have been a just result. I think it would have, I think a draw was a fair result. And now we've got the task of a tie back up in the Northwest in between Oxford on the Saturday and Sunderland the following Saturday. Yeah, it's it's next Tuesday night, isn't it? as you say, sandwiched between two of the toughest and biggest games of the season. Surely, with the logistics involved, yeah. Dave, you expect a completely different lineup for that I, one. I think, I think, yeah, I think you can safely say, surely, as you're right in saying, surely, um, you know, not with, even what, notwithstanding the result against Oxford this coming Saturday, oh, um, yeah, you'll see a much changed side for that one, I should think, given what's coming up on the follow Sunderland away coming up on the following Saturday. I think that is pretty much a given, I would have thought. And probably similar to the side that Seb Seb thought would be going out yesterday, perhaps. But you're yeah, in a difficult Joe, Joe, position you think now, it could even you? be it could even be a more inexperienced team than the one that Seb was touting. Well, could be, but you, you are in a difficult position where you've said we're taking the FA Cup seriously. So mm. do you have to follow that through into the replay? But <laughs> when, when you look at the logistics of it, the game is on the Tuesday. I think generally this season for the midweek away games, we've travelled up on the Monday. So we, so you'd effectively train Monday morning, go up there. Then you'd have a little jog about there Tuesday, play the game, come back overnight the Wednesday, which means you've got Wednesday off. Thursday, you'd probably want to travel up to Sunderland, and then maybe it is. And then Friday, do you just send a total second team up there? Do you just send the <sighs> the subs up there? Keep your keep your main sort of fourteen, fifteen back, and try and get some sort of train time on the training pitch with them, and send the, the send the reserves up effectively. Cook just goes up and down for the day, and just tries to manage as a team that way because you really like the Sunderland game is the absolute priority, and I don't think losing effectively three days training well you effectively lose the whole week's training what, what yeah. do you have otherwise you got yeah. a, you got training sort of tuesday morning and that's that's about it until sort of thursday morning so you're going to lose at least three sessions aren't you that week by trying to play the game and just all going to be recovery isn't it and i just don't it, it just doesn't seem worth it for me but we'll see we not will and we, yeah not ideal at all but we weren't the only teams up up near the top of League One to 
to put themselves in this position. Wigan, Wickham, Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday well, and Oxford all face replays as well next Tuesday. It's crazy. Interestingly, there's, there's interest, well. interestingly, Sunderland aren't in that position. <laughs> yeah, that's the only one that matters, sadly, this time, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, that's a bit of a bummer. They didn't get a late equaliser, really. <laughs> so the, the draw for the second round is on Monday. Who would you like to play? Do you fancy Gateshead away, Dave? Carry on your northeast tour. Gateshead, do you think? Yeah, Gateshead away. I don't know. Cole, Cole, you, Cole, you at home. Or Cole, Any, you anyone away, at home? Through, anyone yeah. at home? Yeah, really. Yeah, let's get to bloody hell. Beat him this time if let's we can get beat to Oldham. The third round, for goodness' sake. Right, let's cup get... fever. Get some cup fever. <laughs> Indeed, let's get into. The I mean, incredible. Sorry, do you, Sorry you Dave, incredible, that? incredible. I don't know, the incredible stat was that we had, I mean, I, the, the, well, when you think about it, is it isn't, we hadn't won a home FA Cup game since 2009. Mm. Was that I missed the, that game. What, Swansea. Chesterfield. Chesterfield, Chesterfield 1-3-0, I can vaguely remember it. Yeah, Darren Curry was playing for Chesterfield, wasn't he, Dave? Up. Oh, I'm sure he was. You on that one. I think I, I remember like, that one. I'd, surely I'd remember that, surely. <laughs> but I think, mean, yeah, but that slow was winger. Yeah, slow, slow swinger. Yeah, Mad, magic in those boots, though. Cool. Right, we'll go into the questions. Dave Gort, first up, will the Colchester match? Obviously, that's that's coming up on Tuesday. The the pizza, oh, yeah. pizza cup, the Papa John's trophy. Will the Colchester match be a fringe player lineup with the likes of Fraser, Chaplin, Piggott, or more of the third string with players like Baggett, Clement, Humphreys, perhaps? What do you think? Well, I think that those fringe players are going to want want the minutes, aren't they? They're going to want to yeah. play. So, I don't think we. I, I was I was expecting yesterday or Saturday to be the second string game, and then Tuesday to be the third string is effectively this the sort of first slash second team, and then a second slash third team for that game. But now we've gone first team. I think Joe Piggott's going to want a game. Scott Fraser's going to want a game. Yeah. Luke Wolfenden's going to want a game. Goalkeeper. Ladke's going to want a game, aren't they? Harper. A, Harper. Well, yeah, it's gonna, still going to be fit, reasonably, but... if that is the way, it's still going to be reasonably strong side. And then oh, yeah. you'd like to see someone like Humphreys perhaps get a get a run because he's, he's got some quality there. Um, mm. Maybe the other lad you mentioned, perhaps. Armin. Oh, yeah. You know, it could be Louis Bar- Barry's farewell game as well. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a given, isn't it, almost? Yeah. Alex Hare asks, with four forwards, we yet again created very few chances. Why do you think this is? And do you think Fraser could be deployed in an attacking midfield position? And are our players better suited to 4-3-3? I, I mean, it, it doesn't, it's kind of irrelevant, that, that final one, isn't it? Because even if they are, Paul Cook's not going to play that formation. But then yeah. sometimes with... Depending on who the ten is, it does almost become a four-three-three, doesn't it? If yeah, fair. Selena does play a lot deeper than sort of where Chaplin seems to play as a second striker, so it does work. But yeah, we, we all season we haven't, considering the amount of goals we've scored, we don't create a huge amount of chances for how many goals we scored. And on the flip side, we don't concede a huge amount of chances for the amount we seem to concede. So, <laughs> but at both ends of the pitch, there seems to be combination of good finishing and bad goalkeeping and hopefully sort of the latter <laughs> the bad goalkeeping seems to have stopped from us yeah. since Walton's coming to the side but I don't know it just seems when we create chances we create very good chances rather than create lots it's like we're, we're always trying to create that perfect chance of getting the sort of get to the byline and getting a pull back in which 
gives you a really good chance of goal as opposed to just sort of taking half chances all which over. Is probably, which is probably why, you know, the misses when we do miss are quite like, you know, I know we harp back to the one at Cheltenham and maybe the header against the header he had against Fleetwood, which was about, I don't know, three or four yards out and stuff. Perhaps and, and the chances obviously we missed last week at uh, at Plymouth. Yeah. They're probably thinking back of the chances, you know, created in a game. Um that last week at Plymouth, you know, those three near the end were probably the the most clear cut we've made you know all season in a in one game so dave i'm just putting that question to you as well are you happy with that that front four and obviously we'll we'll call it a front four with either chaplin or or selena playing in that number 10 or do you still think there might be a different combination that might that might work better i don't know i mean fraser you know fraser had the brilliant season for mk last year effectively playing in that 10 role didn't he and we haven't really seen him at all in that role have we I, I can't recall having seen him there so you just you just don't know I think we've sort of said before sometimes you sort of stumble across something be it via suspension be it injury and stuff like that and it and it works you've seen it loads of times before so yeah you know who knows maybe Fraser will get a run in that role on um on, on Tuesday evening, be interesting to be interesting to see. But no, I mean those front four you mentioned, you've got to be crikey, you've got to be happy, <laughs> happy with those. Any 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 team would be happy with those at that at that level, I, for goodness' sake. I think it's just the left side of it that hasn't quite worked itself out yet. Yeah, it does not. Obviously, you look at Bon up front when he's taking a chance with both hands. Even on the right hand side, I think both Burns and Aluko have been yeah. two of our better players this yeah, season. Brilliant. I think either of those could start and. Both of those we feel hard done by to not start because they've both been very good. Again, in the ten role, Selena and Chaplin have have done it. They've both been they've both been good there, haven't they? And they off they offer different threats, but they've both scored goals, created goals in that position. It's just on that left role. We played obviously Fraser's played there a lot. Kyle Edwards has now played there a few times, and neither of them have quite grabbed that opportunity, have they? With with sort of both hands there, like like those on the other side of the pitch have. I mean, I think that, you know, what's helped Burns is clearly Danassian. Danassian's come in and has been really good, hasn't he? Very, very consistent level of performance. And, you know, maybe Penny, who, yeah, I haven't, you know, certainly in home games, you know, I think he's been half half decent, but we haven't seen enough of Coulson due to injury and one thing or another. And now, how long he's going to be out now, I don't really know. So I think that's certainly helped on that, has certainly helped on that, on the right, on the right side. How was, how did Edwards, was Edwards' usual? Edwards like yesterday. Yeah, did what did like I say did well enough oh, he's a with the ball and I love watching him. Like I say he put very early on, he just stands a full back up and stands up to the back post and Bond probably again should do better with a header, but heads it sort of too close to the keeper, so it's safe. But he creates a couple of chances, but he, he does the, the the more you see him, the, the harder you realise he works defensively. He's really starting yeah. to put that work in defensively, but he just he has had and some of it's not his fault because it's um bad finishing as opposed to bad wide play but he just hasn't had the numbers yet as he? he hasn't i don't think he's got an assist yet even though like a wicken that was his standard fullback and puts across him which yeah. then the he doesn't get the number passes, right, does he? he doesn't get he the doesn't assist get and i know it's yeah, not yeah. it's not all about numbers but you would still like to see because all like burns has got three or four goals and two or three assists the has <laughs> got three goals and three assists <laughs> chaplin's got three or four goals and a couple of assists and just on that on that left side, no one's got anything from that position. Have they? I think Fraser might have an assist or two, but it's yeah. all very much still a fairly still a fairly young player. It's a sort of player that needs a you know needs a goal. You know, one of those runs, one of those mazy runs in the box, and scores scores a great goal. And then his confidence is up, and he's 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 often up yeah. and running sort of things. Yeah. Probably 
something like that. We'll see. Philip Philip Everson, with the benefit of 2020 hindsight, was that team hungry enough for the cup tie? Did these players have anything to prove in that game as opposed to those not in possession of the shirt? Was it yeah, it was a, sort of a missed opportunity really to to we we could have had I mean, I guess we saw it in the second half, didn't we? A few players on the fringes came on, but, but there was well, a, they, well, they weren't if we they weren't hungry enough. Of, and I don't think that's a criticism of any individual, but as a team, they weren't hungry enough. Yeah, it was after the Lord's Mayor's show a little bit, I mean, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So, sounds like a couple of things. One, perhaps they didn't quite give them enough respect, and that generally comes from just underestimating the opposition. It was, in, it was interesting because I'm on the Kings of Anglia pod last week. Stuart Watson was talking about Sam Morsey and he sort of said, sort of after, at the performance at Wickham, he was saying that he sort of had always got the, he'd got the impression initially that Morsey wasn't particularly enamoured with the move to Ipswich. He didn't really want the move. He didn't really want to drop down. And sort of some of his early performances showed he sort of just wasn't sort of going through the motions at times where he sort Slocking of a bit, yeah. starts to do something but wasn't finishing things off where the sort of, after, but then he said after he came off the pitch at the Cambridge game, Mick Mills had said, like, when your captain's this angry after a bad defeat, you know you're in a good place because he's going to help drive you on from there. And like I say, since then, he's been brilliant at Wickham. He was superb. But yesterday, he just seemed, it just didn't really seem to, I'm not saying didn't want to be there, but it just seemed that sort of earlier earlier form where he just wasn't quite with it and wasn't quite committed to the game like we know he can be. And it seems that if he's not playing well, Evans doesn't really tend to play well along, alongside him because Evans needs Morsi to drive him on for Evans to then stand out. And then those two weren't playing well. And that's sort of the, the fulcrum of your team, really, isn't it? There? Yeah. Indeed. And right, there, there wasn't there wasn't loads of tweets. I mean, as, as you expect, after a 1-1 draw in the FA Cup in front of 9,000 fans in round one, Somebody tweeted and, and removed it, but I, I I made a note of it. What what can the club try and do? To, this is completely changing the subject here. But what what more can the club do to get a decent crowd in for cup games like this one? Do you think the first and second round should be free for season ticket holders, Dave? Obviously, you made the decision not to go on Saturday. I did. Would, I, would, I, would I, you I, would you have gone if if it, if it was a free ticket or? <laughs> They were offering you a nice. I, I, I almost went. Or I, I was. I was thinking again, and then I had that from the. But given that I've got a whole weekend away up in the northeast in a couple of weeks, I had that <laughs> from the missus. Um, you're not going to football tomorrow, are you? And that sort of thought. Oh, okay, that was that. It was that sort question. of. It was that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, do you know what I mean? The loaded questions. Sort of thing. <laughs> now I agree. Um, I mean, I think tickets were if um, well, eleven fifty with a booking free or a tenner or something like that. But was that enough to get well? people excited I, I don't know it wouldn't make any difference to me but maybe even cheaper than that maybe a fiver or something like that I mean how much how much is it for Tuesday for um Tuesday evening is about about a fiver isn't it I don't know what it is I can't remember I don't really I, 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 I don't, I don't. But, yeah, no, no, it's, I don't. Not it's, it's difficult isn't it because yeah. there is there is very little interest in the early rounds of the cup when so. you see how our form has been in it over yeah. the years and maybe if if Paul helped. Cook is going to play strong teams in FA Cup games and he is going to be here for two, three, four seasons, then that's the only way the interest is going to grow, isn't it? By yeah. having good runs and getting going. Because like I say there's a, there's a lot of games now in this league when you've got 23 games as a season ticket holder. You've got yeah. two more games in the Papa John's Trophy. You've got League Cup games, FA Cup games. It's, sort of, it's, it's hard to get people there for the games where they haven't paid for them when they're already shelling out 30, 40 quid a month on their season ticket to then say, oh, we need some more money to watch 
what is normally our reserves play against a League Two bottom dweller. <laughs> Come and join us. But I thought the attendance wasn't bad, nine and a half or nearly 9,000, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Pretty good. I don't know how that compared to other clubs around the country. I can't say I've taken much notice of that, but it is, I'd say it's, just, it's a very difficult one for the club to attract people to. And you sort of take what you can get, really, don't you? Yeah. You do. You do. So my question uh, to you two gents, do you, do you think this this lack of performance could mean that there are a few changes now for the for the Oxford game? Or do you think it would just be a case of Cha- Chaplin in for Selena and then get him going again? Maybe maybe Donassian in. Maybe Donassian in Danassian. For, for Vincent Young, I would have thought. But and the left maybe, back, maybe. Maybe Penny yeah. back in at left back. Potentially, I Penny suppose. Penny or Coulson, but, depending on status. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't see it having any any great any great bearing on it, really. I, you'd think he'd, he'd get at them tomorrow or whenever they're back in and have a, you know, make them, maybe make them sit through it. I don't know, but I think they realise they've underperformed. So, no, I can't, you know, you want to keep... It's, it's, it's a shame because you did want to keep, I know I said before, that momentum, you want to keep that momentum from the absolute brilliant result and the performance at, at Wickham. So, yeah, it's clearly... They had their foot off the gas. They had their foot off the gas yesterday. Because if, I mean, if you looked at the quality and you looked at you were playing, and you think, you know, as Joe said, you went one nil up after about eight minutes, and I, I thought myself, oh God, crikey, it's going to be a feast of goals here, you know, Doncaster or something. And then obviously it just didn't didn't pan out that way. But no, you'd think pretty much the same side with um with with certainly with Danessian in and Chaplin in for Selena. I would have thought injuries, Touchwood injuries permitting. Do you, do you take the blue tinted specs view of it that it was maybe a good thing that after the Wickham game you've had you put in such a flat performance it was an FA Cup game that maybe oh yeah it, crikey if you, that was a league you sort game of take that because if that was a league game Oxford after that you'd have put in that performance you'd have, yeah. well, even if you had a game against a weaker team in oh, the yeah. league and yeah true you put in a poor performance get a poor result maybe it's nice to get that get result out of the way in the, out of the way against a team that in a match that doesn't really matter and it allows Cook to sort of build them up and sort of kick their asses a bit next week into it and sort of make make sure that people realise what the standards need to be without having affected our league campaign. I think that's he made a really weird comment it. afterwards. I think he said in in his presser and he said our inconsistency is our consistency. Yeah, well, that's, that, that, that's one of his favourites, apparently. Um, <laughs> is it really? And, yeah, and the, I've <laughs> referred back to this pod a few times now, but the podcast I did with the Wigan and Portsmouth fans, right. Danny, Danny the Wigan fan listed a couple of little quirks. Oh, is that one of them? Paul Cooks, and apparently, yeah, our inconsistency <laughs> is... The, oh, I've got it wrong now, Dave. You, you'll have to our inconsistency is our consistency. Our consistency, yeah. Apparently, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's one that he's used a few times. Uh, and when I when I saw it written down, I did think, "Oh, that's the first time we've heard that one." No, I um, think we had that the other week. Actually, did we? It's oh, the okay. second time we've had it. Yeah, that's the old cook <laughs> cook bingo card cookism. Yeah, but you, like I say, the team's starting to work itself out, isn't it? When you, when you look from front to back, and yeah. it Walton is nailed down that keepers slot. Edmondson is nailed down yeah. the centre half role, and I think you're gonna. It's gonna be NCR alongside him for the foreseeable future, at least. Then you've got Morsey and Evans in front of him, yeah. Bourne up front. That's a sort of your spine of your team, and then, then, the Nashian probably is now down that right hand side role. But I still think that Vincent Young will be, come the end of the season, will probably be the player in possession of that shirt. Left back is just <laughs> Coulson's injuries just really held us back there, hasn't it? To to know yeah, to know what he, what he wants to see because could we go, could we go Vincent Young at left back? 
you could, but you sort of don't get that balance, do you? You don't no. get that nicer balance tried, when you've got someone coming in. Any, any news? I haven't seen anything. Was there any word on that causing injury, Joe? Was there anything come out? I haven't, I haven't seen no, anything. No, not seen anything at all on it. But it there doesn't seem to be much info coming impact, out re-injuries. It looked an impact injury rather than a sort of like yeah. a groin or a hamstring or calf or anything like but that. But then so. Freddie Sears' is bad knee injury at Norwich oh, yeah, was an impact point. one, that wasn't was it? Yeah, good That's point, the, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. I, I remember saying it. Oh, it'll just it's just a knee on knee that that was it. Be a right ACL. It was an ACL, wasn't it? Yeah. Fingers, Good point. Fingers crossed for Coulson. He did look. He did look devastated when he walked off the other night. Yeah, he did. He did. Well, he just can't catch a break, can he? No. So the preview show will be back later this week with Rich returning alongside Seb, and a week from now we'll hopefully be able to reflect on a decent win in the flagship show. Is there any last word from you both before we say goodnight? No, just quickly, just I've got to say, just enjoyed watching the Ipswich Vets, the ex Ipswich Vets side Friday evening up at Sudbury. That was quite, oh. that was quite, quite good. And I'm sure Freddie Sears didn't score goals. We might have done first season, but he didn't score yeah. goals like that for us lately, did he? It's good. It's good. I'm happy for Sears actually. See, uh, me too. Me enjoys football again. Cole Skews could have had a cigar on Friday night, couldn't he? Just strolling around in his slippers, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That so might not got... be the last time he plays at, at AFC Sudbury. <laughs> yeah, and we've got the release of Football Manager 2022 is is Ouch. Tuesday, so hopefully my data for Ipswich Town looks okay. So if anyone's downloading that, having a look and trying to do a better job than than anyone and get Ipswich promoted, I think it seems from the sort of beta, it seems that getting Ipswich out of this league has been quite an easy task for some people. So we'll see how they get on. But we're hoping to release something in the middle of the week with some with regards to some FM content. So keep your eyes peeled to the socials. Are you on the credits, Joe? I am on there, yeah. Oh, Very exciting to tell my parents. <laughs> <laughs> All the big names on there. Thank you very much, gents. Cheers, and yeah. cheers, Mike. Cheers, Joe. Cheers. Up the It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.